And now, Sand Side Talk with our co-host, Sands. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sand Side Talk with yours truly, Sands. Boy, I have to tell you what I want to love to talk to everyone about is beating obstacles, getting through some really tough times, and just proving everyone wrong. Now, I've had my obstacles, and I've been through a lot in my life, I will admit. So, But, you know, I proved a lot of people wrong from where I'm at right now. So in the last few weeks, I had some ups and downs. And I turned to some great people for advice and got a lot of great advice from people. And they really told me what to do. And I did that. I, did that. I followed my heart. And now I couldn't be any more happier than I am right now. I proved a lot of people wrong in my career field. I really, really worked hard to become where I'm at now. And I've been doing this for now four years. But I do have 10 years experience in that field of childcare. I absolutely love it. I started on the low man of the totem pole, really worked myself up, and now I am a lead teacher, which means the world to me because that's all I want to do since I was no little than five years old. So I absolutely love it. But beating my obstacles, you never ever should listen to what someone else is telling you because that person can give you negative feedback while the other person that you're going to for advice gives you positive feedback. So you always listen to both sides of stories, but then you always listen to the positivity and you always follow your heart because your heart is the one that gives you the answers to everything that you need, no matter how big or how small you are. I've learned that. And I always tell that to my niece and my nephew, follow your heart because your heart will never lead you wrong, never lead you in the wrong direction, no matter what. They, they tend to listen to me. Of course, I'm their, I'm their favorite aunt, so they listen to me. But as far as everything else has been going on, I know I've been a little MIA on you all, and I do apologize. I've just been really super busy with a lot of stuff coming up. But I will be back. Radiant, you're back! I know, I know. Tears, I miss all of you. I've just really been busting my butt working almost six days a week. But I've been doing it for, you know, my future you know, for my vacations and all this stuff. Also, doing it for... Central Coast! We want But i also been saving this hard-earned money for the New Jersey Harkon Film Festival on Friday, March 27th, 28th, and 29th at the showboat in Atlantic City. That's right. You know whose birthday weekend that is, right? That's yours truly's birthday. And I can't wait to celebrate my 37th birthday with... Each and every one of you. <gasps> and please, for the love of God, Jim, stop with the 37 jokes already because it's starting to really get old. In a row? No, not in a row. Not in a row. Cut it out. Cut it out. I don't like that. But there you have it. There you have it. I love each and every one of you. I miss you all. And I will be on the next episode of Champ's Words. Much love to you all. And now for the first Champ Thought, a new segment right here from Fan Champ. Respect and love to all my horror family. Show love each and every day. Tell your partner 
every day that you love them. Never take life or love for granted. To my co-host, my best friend in the world, and the one woman that's always been there for me by my side. My Miss Elizabeth, to my madness. Oh yeah, it's none other than Sands of Sands Side Talk. Right here on my podcast. Sands, you mean the world to me. And now I want the world to know. So let it be said, I love you. So, everybody out there, tell the person that you love, that you love them. Show love, show respect, show support. Help somebody that's in need. Help open the door. Just be a better person to everybody around you. And never take love or life for granted. So I say this. Show love, respect, and support. This is a champ's thought. Now go spread the word. Hello everybody, welcome to this episode of The Champ's Word. I am Fan Champ with episode 43. That's right, episode 43. I always by doing well. We had a great week. A lot of stuff is coming up. A lot of great stuff is coming up. And I thank all of you for tuning in, spreading the word, showing your support, and just everything. Just thank you for being there and supporting my podcast. It means so much to me. More than you'll all ever know. Um, Sand and I... Sands will be back in a, in a few more episodes. She'll be co-hosting right next to me. Um, she's still working. But, um, yeah, so she'll be back in a couple weeks, which is great. So, with that being said, New Jersey Horicon and Film Festival is coming up March 27th, 28th, and 29th. We both will be there. We will not have a table. We will just be enjoying walking around, stop by. You know, we want a table, but if you see us, just say hello. Let's take some pictures. I'll give you a bracelet. I'll brace this on me. We're going to go see some panels. It's our birthday weekend. We're just having a great, great time together. We're going to have a great time and see all of you and see our whole family. We're going to take pictures. We'll, um, like I said, we'll get bracelets out. And we're just walking around. We're just going to have a great time. We're going to be fans like you guys are fans. That's the best part about New Jersey Harkon. So I can't wait to see anybody there. A lot of great guests coming up. Um, I'm working on a lot of Twitch streams right now. I'm going to try to get that back up again and going. And there's just so much more. I'm just so excited. Tonight, we're going to have a great guest. We're going to have Noelle Berger. She's a producer. She's an actress. She's going to her films and stuff and some projects she's working on. So it's going to be great. Um, if you have any questions, you can always email me. You know, I'm always here for everybody. Um, you can email me at fanchampion at yahoo.com. Once again, it's fanchampion at yahoo.com. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, you can follow me on Facebook. Please follow me on Facebook. Go to the Facebook page and spread the word. We're doing Grant on the Facebook page. Please, 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 please share, like, and support. Support on Patreon.com. Dollar, five dollar, ten dollar tiers. Um, we're gonna a lot of new projects. We're gonna a lot of new merchandise. You have so much to offer. We just gotta make a difference together. A dollar a month this goes a long way. So let's all make it together. Let's all get together. Let's just spread the word and make a difference. And we can. And we will. So, I always ramble, but you all love me. And I can't thank you all enough for just being there for me. Uh, my podcast comes, has come a long way, and it's all because of you. So, let's get right to the next episode. 
with Ariel, with Ariel, okay, with Noel, Ariel. I'm thinking, I must be thinking of of um Disney. I'm looking at a Disney picture, something that's popped up on YouTube. Ariel the horror. Ooh, Ariel horror. Aerial horror movie. Yeah, it should be. All Disney movies should become horror movies. Wouldn't that be awesome? Horror movie, Disney. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's a new idea. We've got to start new, new ideas, people. Let's start thinking of new ideas. New ideas. We have got to start making remakes. This is getting so annoying. No more remakes. It depends on the remake. But. Let's get some new ideas. Come on. Let's not get my film out there. <laughs> a lot of work to do on that one, too. But we'll get there, and we will. So, with that being said, let's get on tonight with episode 43 with Noel Berger. And here we go. Here we are, folks, with our guest tonight, Noelle Berger. I said that right, right? Uh, Noel, Noelle, either or. Noelle, okay, good. I always mess the first name. I'm like, hey, that's the right, that's the right um, intro, right? Okay, good. So we'll get ready. How are we doing tonight? We're doing great. How are you? Awesome. Thank you for so much for coming on. Sure. Thanks for having me. Um, you're actually taking my uh, podcast cherry tonight, so this is my first time doing it. Awesome. That. Well, there's more podcasts coming, I'm sure. So. <laughs> so we'll get right to it. Um, so what got you into, you know, what? how did it all begin for you? Like, what got you into Inspired to, you know, do acting and, and you know, um, producing all that kind of stuff? What got, in, what got you into it? Um, honestly, um, social media. Um, I was in the entertainment industry years ago, um, probably a little over 10 years ago. I found myself um, singing in a couple of local bands around here. The very first band I was in was called Forgery. It was a local cover band. The very first song I ever sang on stage was uh, Joan Jett, I Hate Myself for Loving You. And uh, something else I didn't expect to see myself in, but hey, you know, things happen. And um, was doing that for a couple years, and then I started to get into an original band that was a lot heavier type of music. And I didn't use proper technique with like kind of like the heavier singing and like screaming and right. stuff. And I ended up destroying my voice. Um, I was, yeah, I, I, it was awful. Like um, I, I was fired from the band I was in because it was just it was that bad. Um, I went and tried to sing karaoke one night and like people didn't even look up, they didn't even clap. And then that was the end of it for me. Um, I uh, completely retired from that and I moved on with my life to do like the normal thing. Like went to college, became a registered nurse, settled nice. down, got married, had kids. And uh, while I was in nursing school and stuff, I was completely oblivious to the world. I was just so busy with um, home and life and kids and nursing. Right. Um, then after nursing school's over, I was on Facebook a little bit more, and there's some great horror groups out there. And uh, two of them that I was on was uh, one old school horror. Um, it's run by a guy named Gary Luttrell, 
and then there was a Deborah Voorhees sheer horror group. Um, she plays Tina in Friday the 13th part five mm-hmm. and she runs a really great horror group. Well, she started talking about, um, over a year ago, this movie called 13 fanboy that she wanted to, um, be produced to direct and, you know, to make. And so I was kind of there for the beginning of that in this group and somehow find myself helping to promote it and, you know, being a part of this chat that helped get the name out there. I had these um, postcards with a barcode made up and, you know, mailed them out to people, passed them out. And I really enjoyed that. It was something really fun to, you know, do in my spare time. It was like kind of a release for me, you know, from being, you know, a mom and a nurse and the normal everyday life. It was like my escape to be a part of promoting these um, horror films. So that's kind of how that all started was with 13 Big Boy. Very nice. Yeah, so I know um, we were saying earlier, you know, and I have a podcast too, the whole horror family community is just a big, you know, it's a big welcoming family. Like, you know, you find one horror movie or like that, you know, in your their community and stuff, and you always welcome, I always open welcome arms, like conventions and stuff. Yes, it is the most welcoming and loving community that I had ever seen. And I, I like that because, you know, I always joke that all of us are like a little screwed up in the head. We're all oh, a little for sure. <laughs> I, I admit I am. I'm really screwed up in the head. You know, we're, we're all we're all weird. We're all weird. We're all, all weird ways and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm not ashamed to say it anymore. Yes, exactly. You know, so we all have have that in common and that love for horror and you know um i think that makes us weird and so we kind of come together with that weirdness that you know hey you're weird i'm weird let's be friends right exactly (laughs) and when you go to your convention and stuff you know you see people and you know and you meet people you meet new directors and that's where like you know one thing leads to another it's like oh i'm an i'm a a podcaster oh oh wow I'm, i'm i'm an actress or a producer like cool let's talk you know, he come on my podcast, and maybe I'll get in his movie one day. You know, it's it's we all help each other out. Like that's what I love about it. You know. Yes, it's extremely supportive. And like, how many other genres of you know um, movies or music or whatever do you see like these huge horror conventions held? Like these huge mm-hmm. conventions where all these people come together. Like, what are other actors and actresses you know that come together in so many large groups and take pictures with people and will talk to you and interact with fans in the crowd? I just, I love that. Especially when you you meet a celebrity and it becomes so cool, and you're just here talking to them. Like, you look your idol right in the eyes. Like, you watch them so many years, and you look them right in the eyes, and you're like talking to them. It's like surreal. And then you start talking to them, and they see you next convention, and you become like buddies with them. It's like this amazing feeling. Like, it's so awesome. Yes, you build this relationship with these people your whole life, watching these horror movies. Right. You know, we grew up with these people. They are part of our lives. Horror movies were also an escape for me, just like they are many people. Mm-hmm. Like, horror movies were always there growing up, something to just get away and enjoy. And, you know, you, you build a relationship with these people without even, you know, these actors and actresses and directors without even meeting them. Like Robert England, I mean, I, I would probably faint if I met him. Like, you know, yeah, I haven't, I I haven't met him yet. I haven't met him yet, so... <laughs> Yeah, like he's like, you know, Freddy was one of my first favorite franchises. I think it's one of the first horror movies I remember watching as a kid, and it scared me, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when Tina's dragged across the ceiling in the, in the you know beginning of the movie, and when his arms all extend out long when he's walking down that alley, 
creepy shit, you know? And, <laughs> and I loved it. And I was hooked from that moment. And, you know, and to have these actors and actresses and, and directors to interact with the fans is just like, who else does that, you know, to that extent? Right. So here's some trivia question for you. So here's some trivia for you. What act two actors made their debut in horror movies? One made act, one actor made his debut in Freddy, and one actor made his debut in Jason. Who are the two actors? Uh, okay, I think the, the the Nightmare on Elm Street is um oh my gosh, you put me on the spot, but I, I know who it is. It's the, he's the one that plays um Captain Jack Sparrow. Right, um, right, yeah, right. Yeah. It's, um, how many people are gonna be yelling at you right now? Yelling at me. <laughs> what? I don't know his name. John- I know his name. I'm just caught off guard. Johnny Depp. Um, Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. yes, Johnny Depp. And, and Friday 13th was Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon, I was about to say Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, with me being involved in 13 Fanboy, I am now two degrees from Kevin Bacon in the six degrees to Kevin Bacon game. <laughs> nice. And then yes. they said, Robert England actually wants him to play the new Freddy. I'm like, mm, no, I don't think so. Robert England wants to. What would pick have would pick Kevin Bacon, Bacon to play new Freddy? Like I don't know, I don't know how I feel about that one. Yeah, that's one thing. Like you know, with Friday or sorry, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, it was always Freddy. Like mm. even the new remake of Freddy, I, I enjoyed it. it as a standalone. You know what I mean? Like pretending it was a brand new movie. Don't even put it with the name Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. I was okay with it, but as far as I. Robert England was always Freddy, and right. will always be exactly. Freddy. It's, exactly. You know, Nightmare on Elm Street film is not Nightmare on Elm Street without Robert England. Correct. Yeah, and, and, and my, my, I love all the Jasons. Like, we had Ari Lehman on the podcast. We had C.G. Graham. They're all great guys. You know, the late Stephen Dash. You know, we miss him, too. But the yeah. main the main Jason that sticks out is Kane Hodder. Kane Hodder. Kane Hodder, yes. That's, he is in 13 Fanboy. I didn't get to meet him, but he is also in that film. So I'm honored to be nice. a part of a film that Kane Hodder is in. <laughs> very, very nice. So what is your favorite, like, leg- if you had to pick one legendary horror movie, what would you, what would you pick? What was the question? Yeah, what, what would you, if you had to pick one horror movie, you know, like, what would, it, what would the main one be that, you, that sticks out in your mind? Be classic, it'd be, you know, new that one. That I absolutely love? Yeah. If, like, if I could only watch one horror movie the rest of my life, honestly, it would be Night of the Demons. Nice. That's a good movie. And amazing. Yeah, I, that's my amazing. go-to. Yeah. That's, like, my background noise movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. What franchise would you want to be part of? And what actors, actor or actress, would you want to, would you want to work with? If you had one choice. So first, what, uh, so first, what, to... fran- so first, what franchise? And if you could pick an actress and actress, actor or actress of any genre or, you know, legendary or whoever, who would you pick? To be honest, I, I'm, I'm going to have to stick with Nightmare on Elm Street, and I would love to work with Robert England. Nice. Um, you know, <laughs> which is funny because I'm, I'm affiliated with a lot more Friday the 13th films. Um, I'm also a part of that uh, Hearts of Darkness, which is the documentary on um, Jason Goes to Hell, the Final Fridays, like it's the making of Jason Goes to Hell, so I'm co-producer of that film as well. <laughs> so I feel like I'm cheating on my films I'm associated with with Nightmare on Elm Street, but I love my Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah, it was a good. It's a good movie. Oh, Elm Street, you know, like I've seen all of them. My favorite one, how do you remember? Probably be number four. Um, 
The Dream Dream oh dream, I can't think of it now. Dream Warriors? Dream Warriors, yes, that's a good one. When they have like the wands, you know, the one goes magi- magician and Yes. That one that one I really liked, you know. Yep, yep, that was a good one. Um that's I think that's the third one, right? And then there's the Dream, dream Warriors and then Dream Master is the next one. Dream Master, yeah, maybe the one Dream Masters, yeah. When they go in and they try to take them out with their magics and stuff like that, you know, and yeah, and just yep. just the classic lines too, like you know, Robert English, just classic lines. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I think he's one of the most quotable franchises. That when you see those posts on social media and they're like, say a line in a film and see if people can guess. That, like one of the top three I always see is number one is we need a bigger boat. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is welcome to prime time, bitch, which is oh, that's, that's, gonna one, that's gonna be one. That's gonna be my favorite. Now. One of my favorite kills. That's gonna be one of my favorite kills right there. <laughs> it is a good one. Yeah. Welcome to prime time, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> And and that may be why I like Nightmare on Elm Street as well is because I'm I, I love to be funny I love humor I'm mm-hmm. very corny mm-hmm. and Nightmare on Elm Street ended up taking kind of that funny turn um so like in Freddy's Dead I mean he was hilarious oh yeah um, he had the yeah. Freddy's glove he's like playing the game he's like great graphics and right. just like making these really <laughs> terrible jokes I laughed my ass off and people didn't like that he went funny. I personally liked that. I loved it. Yeah, it was fun. Humor. Mm-hmm. Huh. Now I'm playing with power. <laughs> with <a laughs> yeah, whole Nintendo gimmick. <laughs> and that was probably, that was like, that was like right in the eighties. Like the Nintendo was actually famous. Like they had the first they had the first you know remember the, remember the Nintendo love they had and stuff. It was like. Yeah, one of my first uh, consoles was the NES Nintendo system. Yeah, we still have we still have ours. We still have ours. <laughs> And, yeah, I still have mine. Yeah. I was born in 1983, so I was just in there. Okay, so you see the same teammate to my wife. Let's you know, go. Guys, are both 83. That's good. I'm, I'm, I go back way back in the 70s, so <laughs> I can tell my age. <laughs> so I'm used to the old classic ones. So my first horror movie had to probably be the first Friday 13th. I've seen that. And to me, Freddie, Jason, and Michael Myers were always like these, because I'm an wrestling fan as well. It was always like the badass wrestlers. It didn't scare me. Like people were like, oh my god, give me some Jason. And I had people that say, oh my god, Jason Voorhees. <gasps> like they like gasp. I'm like oh, Jason. So it's like they were like badass, you know, comedy like wrestlers to me. Yeah, uh, well, thing with Jason is like you know, just don't go to camp. And yeah, then just, don't just follow the rules. That's all. Sex, you know, right? It's easy way. Don't drink. On Elm Street, don't, you don't fall asleep. Well, I'm gonna fall asleep. You know, I'm fucked. Oh, oops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just follow the rules of the camp, you know, this and that. Um, you know, never say, I'll be right back. We know that one. Yes, yep. Because you weren't coming back. Yep. I was like, yep. The, the, Scream was awesome for that reason. Yes. Like, they got all the rules, because we all related to that. We're like, he's absolutely right. Like, mm-hmm. you don't say who's there. Um, when you run, you don't run up the stairs, you run out the door. And, of course, <laughs> the car never starts. The cell phones don't work, and you're always going to trip and fall when you're running and trip over nothing. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love the rules. Now, what are your thoughts on about the remakes? Well, um, it, it, I think that I, I'm a very open-minded person, mm-hmm. so when I'm going to watch a remake, I go in with a complete 
completely open mind as if I as if it's a brand new film. Um, I did that with the new Child's Play, and I again I personally loved the new Child's Play because I didn't see it as a remake. It was a reimagining of an idea. True. And you know, and there were change, like some of the names were the same, but it was not the same. It was not a possessed doll. They actually managed to make the doll the victim and that's all I'm going to say in case somebody hasn't seen the movie but I thought it was very clever and very unique um we, we remake some kind of need to happen to an extent because we are running out of ideas you know it's hard to come up with a unique idea anymore mm-hmm. and I don't know how old I was before I realized some of the movies I loved watching were remakes I didn't know The Hills Have Eyes was a remake when I watched it I didn't know House on Haunted Hill was a remake when I watched it I mean these are the Vincent Price movies I had no clue right. you know so as the generations progress I think they need some of the classics remade to be up to speed with what they expect to see in movies um I actually learned that from my son, my oldest. Um, he's my horror movie buddy, and I had him watch some of the Friday the 13th, and he got bored with watching them. He's like, well, they're kind of all the same. It's this person, you know, with a big blade going around killing people at a camp or whatever, and it's kind of predictable. It was boring to him, mm-hmm. um, which is why I love Jason Goes to Hell, because that was the film that kind of stepped out of the box even number five people didn't like number five because it wasn't jason it was a you know an imposter and people didn't like that i loved that because it was different you know it's straight away from the original formula and i like different and my son you know liked different he likes you know the updated graphics the updated you know he likes the cgi as opposed to the you know uh, standard you know effects (laughs) He doesn't have that appreciation. Right, right. Like the younger generation today, they don't know the struggle we had with the wires and the video games and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. They don't understand what went into making a horror movie back then. You know, computer generated. I mean, it still it still takes knowledge. It still takes work, but right. it's not quite what it took to you know actually make a mask and have these buttons that cause. Like, did you ever watch the the making of a, the thriller video from Michael Jackson? I think I see like once or twice, like way back. Yeah, I loved that. It showed a lot of work. How they made Michael Jackson transform into the werewolf. How they had like these pockets underneath the skin to make it look mm-hmm. like it was bubbling, kind of like the howling, you know. Mm-hmm. And how they did that, and that was so neat. I loved that. And you know, you don't quite have that anymore. Now it's kind of you're watching. You're like, yeah, that's not real. That that was a computer, and it kind of takes right. away from the right the effects and stuff. Genuine. Like a lot, of, a lot of people put a lot of hate on Jason X. I, I, that's one of my favorite Jason movies. I know everybody puts hate on it. Like, oh my god, it was so stupid, it was so corny. It took Jason out of the camp for a while. You know what I mean? It, it was a new scene. It's like this is how he came out. I would say every, I see that almost every podcast. But just how Jason came out, like the whole armor, like different look, like the armor, like unstoppable, like. He was like a cyborg, like when she shot him in the face, like she's he's like, what now? He took that deep breath, like Jane Harder breath, and it's like, what now, bitch? You know, it's like, it was like unstoppable, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, Jason X, I will say, had the best kill ever. The um, nitrogen face and smash the face into the yes. table and it shatters. Yes. I think best kill in the Friday the 13th franchise. That one, and, and um, when he takes the, um, when he, the guy's sitting there and he comes behind him and he cracks his neck and he hit her neck's neck. The whole, no. the three yeah. cracks of the neck, I'm like, oh, 
It just gave you shivers down your spine, like, oh. Yeah, you can feel it. Like, you can feel the... Yeah, I just hit a three. And the neck snapping, they're like, And then they had to bring back the classic, you know, Stephen Bay kill, which is one of the best kills ever, the Stephen Bay kill. The Sleeping Bad Kill, yes, that one's definitely iconic. Because <laughs> that, 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 that's an underlying fear. Like, what do we do when we're afraid, when we're kids? We mm. hide under the blanket. That's yep. exactly what she was doing. She was like, I can't see you, you can't see me. Hide under the blanket. Right. No, that was not a good idea. And that's what happens when you hide under the blanket. <laughs> Don't hide, just run. <laughs> you just want to tell get out of the blanket and run, run. Now, the, the new... From Friday Thirteenth, one with Derek Mears. I met Derek Mears. He was he's a, such a nice guy, great guy, and um, he played a great Jason, you know, and this and that, and how he brought it back. And that, that remake was actually pretty good. Uh, my thoughts on remakes is like it's good to bring remakes out, but just don't bring them constantly. You know, we no oh, let's bring a new remake. Let's bring a new one. Let's bring a new one. If they keep making new remakes over and over and over, it's gonna get pretty boring. But I know what you said. Yeah, there has been too many that have come out recently. I mean, even Disney's doing it. They're yeah. Equalizing, if that's a word, every Disney movie. And, like, one here and there, fine. But, like, they're all coming out. Aladdin, Blind yeah, King. Like, like, okay, well, you know, now I'm getting bored. Like, don't redo everything. And same way with Harvard. Yeah, don't remake everything. Like, right. there's got to be something different to do out there. <laughs> it's good to bring remakes out, like, you know, in case, like you said, the generation now hasn't seen it back. Like, then they want to go back and be like, oh, wait, wow, there's a new remake. And say, wow, there's the original one. And they'll go back to the original one and they'll see the original one, you know? Which is always good. Yeah. So, so talk about There's your classics to redo that I think that have kind of gotten forgotten. Like one of the movies I would love to see redone is Nightbreed. That is a mm-hmm. great horror movie, and so many people forget about it. I would love to see that kind of redone, and then maybe even sequel because they just kind of they made it, it stopped, it had the possibility to keep going, and it just that was it, you know. And I, I kind of would like to see that remade and continued. Mm-hmm. I loved Fright Night. Fright Night was really good with Colin Farrell. Did you see that one? I love, uh, I love, uh, well, I did see the remake. Um, I was not a huge fan of it that I'm, I'm very partial to the original. Yeah, um, I, I saw know. the first yep. one and the second one. I do like the first and second original Fright Nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't go with that. You can't go wrong with that one. Those are classics. Amanda Beers and stuff like that. It was the sexiness of it, too. It wasn't mm-hmm. just straight showing tits and ass, you know what I mean? It right. was actually being right. sexy. Right. And that's what I enjoyed about it. Right, the whole, like, you know, luring her in, you know, the actual vampire, what they actually do with their powers and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Instead of just being like, oh, it's a reason to show boobs. Like, the <laughs> remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's like, seriously, you just remade a movie just for the purpose of putting a chick in a white shirt and seeing how many times she could get her wet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know they're going to die anyways. Like, you know, you show your boobs, you're going to die anyway, so, you know. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she guess she's going to die. <laughs> and the one that says in the corner, oh, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to drink. I don't want to smoke. I don't want to, you know, do anything. Oh, she's surviving. You can always pinpoint every movie out. Like, you know, oh, she's going to die. She's going to die. He's going to die. Yep. And the one yep. guy, oh. The fun part about our movies is yeah. trying to figure out who's going to die, who's going to live. Right, exactly. Who the killer is. Who, yeah. <laughs> like, Scream was the best. Like, you know, Scream was awesome. Those movies were so awesome. Yeah, yeah, because I, I kind of, at first you thought it was Billy, and then you're like, oh, no, it's not Billy, and then shit, yes, it is. Shit, yes, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Or Saul. Saul was one of the first movies that ever made me go, no freaking yes. way. Exactly. At the end, I was like, ah, oh. like, I never saw it coming. Never. 
they were actually they were actually pretty good. Now you know they they it was a good franchise. We had we we wife and I used would we watch one each week. Like we have to continue the next one. We have to continue the next one. We watched one each, each week. We finished the entire franchise. You know, like every, every week we had to watch the second one, with the third one, and the fourth one. We got so interested in the storyline, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was a great storyline, and then there was always something unique because you always you just had just so many op- opportunities to do different kills, and that's what was great about those movies is that they were really very unique ways of people more or less killing themselves, really, you know. Right. Um, and and I liked that about the movies. Um, another franchise I liked that about was um, Final Destination. Yeah. Never got bored with those films. Yeah. Loved them. Loved them. Because as it's actual stuff that can actually happen. That's that's the freaky part about it. Like, oh my god, I can't. They killed us. You can't go on a highway. You can't fly in a plane. <laughs> you can't cross a right. bridge. Can't go, can't go tanning. Um, <laughs> that got me for the tanning thing. I was like, yep. I don't think I've tanned since then, which is good because that's really bad for you. Just that's my nurse in me. Don't tan. <laughs> sunblock. Sunblock's your friend. But um. <laughs> but yeah, that that movie scared me from doing a lot of things. Can't go wrong with roller coasters, which I never go on anyway, so I'm good with that one. <laughs> right. Yeah, don't follow log trucks was a big one. Like, even on the highway still, like, I see a log truck, nope, nope, you can just... Every time we see a log, there. every time we see a log truck, I usually play the theme song. <laughs> Someone is waiting, <laughs> someone's behind you. <laughs> yeah. She's always like, stop it! <laughs> <laughs> so. I thought playing the theme song, <laughs> they like, uh-oh, we're by a log truck. Someone is watching, waiting behind you. She's like, shh. <laughs> but you gotta have fun. You know, horror fans have fun. That's that's the main thing. We all love horror. We're all sick and we're all twisted, like you said. So, it's all good. Yeah. And then again, that just proves again that we're screwed up in the head because only weird people would look at this like horrendous, freaky horror movie and find humor in it and be able to laugh about it. Like, right. <laughs> she, hit by a bus. she got hit by a bus. Yeah. <laughs> so wrong. We start clapping because you got blood everywhere. Yeah, or like waxwork, or not waxwork. I'm sorry, a house of wax. Right. Yes, Paris Hilton died. Thank God. <laughs> okay. Rewind. Watch that again. Or 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 hostile. Hostile was insane. Oh my God. Oh good lord. Yeah. The the second hostile was actually worse than the first one, so which was good. It was wasn't not worse, but it was pretty good than the, the first one. They were definitely some good films. Um. And anything that makes you cringe. Uh, the last movie that made me cringe and crossed my legs, and that's all I'm going to say, is Terrifier. Yes. You haven't seen Terrifier? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love both the movies. A couple, my friend of mine, actually, I'll give him a shout out. Um, he was actually in one of my last podcasts. Um, Rick from 13X Studios. He makes a mask. He was he was in it. And I'm actually going to see David um, Thorne, Edward Howard Thorne, and the entire cast next month at Jersey Harkon. So he went to see them. Awesome. So, yeah, you know, we'll take pictures and stuff. I'll, I'll post them. I'll, I'll share them to you. Awesome. Yeah, that's a good look at that. That was a Something great... about clowns. You the... can't go wrong with clowns and horror films. Boy, oh, that was such a good movie. Oh, my God. That was such a good movie. Yeah. There's another one coming out, um, an, an indie horror. It's called Shriek Show by um, Brad Twig. And uh, I actually um, am going to be killed in that film. And the reason why I wanted to be a part of that film was because there was a clown in it. Uh, that's not the killer. That's not like the main guy or anything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's really, like a clown in it that kind of just makes you go, eh. Well, you know what? I kind of want to be in this. <laughs> right, exactly. So uh, I'm filming right now. 
yeah, so, you know, promote promote your, um, your upcoming films and stuff. You know, it's your moment to pro- promote, you know, promote your film and, you know, what you're directing and stuff. Talk about it, tell me oh, what well, I haven't crossed the directing path yet, but, um, like I said, 13 Fanboy was my first film that I was really a part of. I flew out to New Mexico a couple weeks ago and filmed um, a part of that. And um, just, just like an extra part, nothing like big. But still, hey, I was ecstatic to be a part of that film. Um um, and I met some really great people and um, made some like lifelong friendships out of it, which is awesome. Um, after 13 Fanboy, then um, Adam Marcus, he's the director of Jason Goes to Hell. Uh, he was on Deborah Voorhees' Horror Group, and he started promoting that he wanted to do the, um, the uh, documentary on Jason Goes to Hell. So I kind of got on board with that. And that's where I really got my experience. Um, I was helping out with running a street team for Hearts of Darkness. And the man that was running it, um, he uh, like was hired to, to run it, to do it. Uh, he got banned from Facebook wow. for months. So I was already a huge part of like sharing and making these posts for people to share. So they asked me to kind of, you know, take over um, since the main guy couldn't share on Facebook anymore. And that's where I really got my credibility um, that, you know, because Adam Marcus was definitely, like, tagging me and stuff, shouting out to me, like, hey, Noelle Berger, thanks for your help. She's running the street team, this and that. And that's when I really got that taste of, you know, being recognized for helping out with the uh, the indie horror community. And I, and I really loved it. You know, it feels good to be recognized for something and being part of something that you really love. Um, so then I reached out to, I heard, heard about a film called Red Summer Massacre. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I kind of like saw some posts about it. I'm like, this is this sounds a little original. I like this. So I reached out to the director, Josh Graves, and I was like, hey, um, you know, I just was running a street team for Hearts of Darkness. It was something I really enjoyed to do. It was kind of like a hobby for me. I would like to do this for your movie as well, you know, free of charge. won't charge you anything. I just want to help out. And he's like, okay, great. And, you know, then I'll talk to some people about it because, I mean, this complete stranger messaging him saying, hey, I want to help you out with your film. Right. <laughs> um, obviously, he wants to look into me. And I'm like, just ask Adam Marcus. Like, you know, if you need a referral, like a reference ask him i'm i'm legit i'm not crazy well i mean i am but not bad (laughs) (laughs) um so he came back to me he's like yeah yeah we'd like to bring you on board and um i had started helping out and stuff he's like you know what i actually want to bring you on board as an associate uh, producer and i'm like oh wow okay because up until this point i had kind of done like a lot of people do and kind of just buy those credits in these films and so red summer massacre is my first like offered position in a film to be like actually a part of it um and uh so that has been a great experience to see how things really come together we just launched our indiegogo campaign yesterday um we have a budget a goal of fifteen thousand. and before i got on the call with you we were at about 88 percent funded already very nice yes Yes, it was amazing. I was not expecting the the, the response um, to the film that we got. So um, uh, the Indiegogo goes for another uh, month, and we still have like a lot of really awesome perks. Um, there's still a couple be in the film. Um, we have one more um, have your song in the film. Um, we have some associate producer, executive producer credits. Um, uh, create your own kill. Uh, we have Joe Castro. He's doing our special effects for us, and they are all practical effects. No CGI. Joe Castro has a great um, portfolio. If you go to his web, um, Facebook and look through some of his pictures, 
He's amazing. He's very talented. We have him with Red Summer Massacre. Um, he will work with the person, and you can create your own kill that will be featured in the movie. Um, so there's some great perks, um, and the prices are, like, really reasonable. And um, so that's going to be running, and we're looking to sh- shoot the first week of September. Uh, shooting is in Lexington, Virginia. And uh, until then, we're just going to be collecting funds and, you know, finalizing the script. I mean, the script is written... But when you have perks open for, you know, roles, you got to see who's going to fill those positions before you decide, you know. Because, like, if you have a, a part in mind that, you know, you're aiming for a female, but a man, you know, gets the perk, then obviously you need to switch things around a little bit. Right. So the script is there. It's just, you know, a, a able to be manipulated a little bit to um, accommodate whoever gets the perks in the films. Um, so... Uh, so yeah, so that's where we're at with that, and uh, it's um, another thing I like about it is again, like I said, I love the older horror movies, and this movie is paying like a homage to the '70s and '80s horror films. You know, obviously with the practical effects and stuff, and that's why I like it. Like it's kind of you know taking us back to those horror movies that we grew up with and that we fell in love with, like where it all started. You know. And um, it's, uh, I read through the script, and I literally laughed out loud during a few parts. Um, so it definitely has awesome. some sarcastic humor, and I am a very sarcastic person. Mm-hmm. Um, if my husband was listening right now, he would probably chuckle <laughs> and go, yeah, that's an understatement. <laughs> um, so, so it has some sarcastic humor. It has some humor to it, and, and then it has some very like terrifying aspects to it. Um, little paranormal, um, monstery um cult-like thing like it's just a little bit of I don't want to say everything but there's several different elements to it that come together and just make it like unique and terrifying um lots of blood lots of gore you know and uh we have some great people a part of the cast um we have um Crystal Cleveland and we have Samantha Marie and Samantha Marie is actually one of our executive producer um, she's from, uh, known from um, Teacher Shortage, which just recently came out as an indie horror film. Um, uh, right now, um, my girlfriend, the serial killer, is filming. Um, she's in that. I'm also part of that film. <clears throat> we have um, Brittany Blanton. Um, we have, uh, see, here I go with my uhs. Yeah, it's <laughs> no, all good. Um, hold on. Actually, I have the script right this time. I don't know the name's on it. Oh, look at that. <laughs> We have uh, Andy Champion. He, I believe this is his first film. Uh, we have Whitney Benson. Um, Whitney Benson is actually co-writer of the script. We have Julie Prescott, um, Roger Connors, Kaylee Wellis, Williams. I'm sure people are familiar with her name if they're familiar with indie horror at all. Um, and then we also have Mia Moon. Um, this is her first film as well. Um, and uh, she's... Um, a wonderful person and we love her and what we really like to try to embrace with um, horror and just saying how horror embraces like everybody it's such an accepting loving community Um, Mia Moon is actually um, a trans um, and uh, she's very proud of that and we like to you know show that we you know embrace you know the LGBTQ community and so Mia Moon is a part of our uh, film and she is just She's a doll. She is so sweet. She is so just 
just a wonderful person. <laughs> awesome. um, I met her for this film and we'll have like video chats together every now and then just, you know, cause we all live so far apart from each other. Right. So we'll uh, video chat and just, you know, hang out and talk and stuff. And, that's awesome. Well, yeah. I can't wait to see it. That's for sure. Yep. And, uh, Rebecca Reinhardt and uh, Heather Bortolini. She's a uh, she's one of our uh, um, associate producers as well. So. Very very nice. So yeah, we'll share I'll share the page, you know, and stuff like that, and we'll um we'll tag you guys and stuff like that. You know, be sure to share the page and share on the share the walls the podcast. You know, we'll so we'll we'll get the name out there. We'll get the movie out there. You know, and we'll spread throughout the horror community. Awesome, awesome. That would be really great. So yeah, so this is, so this has been fun, and okay. and you got past your first podcast. There you go. Yes, I did. I survived. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'm a pro. <laughs> Congratulations on everything. So you know you're you're gonna do great. And, you know this has all been awesome. And like I said, we'll spread the word about the you know the movies and stuff like that. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. This was uh, really fun. You're welcome. And you got past your first podcast. There you go. See. Yay. well thank you so much for the opportunity i really appreciate it you are welcome all right take care have a great night all right yep you too all right bye-bye and they have folks another episode of the champs word great movies coming up be sure to follow their page and spread the word about them remember valentine's weekend is coming up so show your loved ones that you love them with a heart, some flowers, and just a bunch of love. Spread the love everywhere. Spread the positivity. Spread the word. And that's right. Spread the love, spread the positivity, and spread the word. Until next time, Champ's Word. Once again, thank you so much to our guest that has come on tonight. Noelle, go make sure to go check out the movie she's talking about and spread the word about them. And speaking of support, go support on Patreon. Patreon.com, Champs Word Podcast. And remember, you can make a difference. Spread the love, spread the positivity, and spread the word. Champs Word. <laughs>